0: What's up, everybody? It's Jeffrey Lyles. You are listening to Lyles Movie Files. Uh, I don't even know what month we're in at this point. I just know I've been in the house for a long time. So are the fellas, but apparently the Emperor has decided we can come out soon. So uh, I'm, that means I'm going to tack on an extra month to whatever the heck he says. But we're not here to talk politics. We're here to talk about movies and all kinds of other fun stuff. So we're going to have a fun episode. Joining me tonight is little brother Jace and jay king bro how are you tonight good good jay king what's new with you
1: oh man yeah i was trying to find my mute button there but that's, what, that's what's new with me at the moment but man it's the <laughs> same oh rinse wash repeat man another day you know same soup reheated we are um in a fight for toilet paper and uh basic household goods i never thought that i would uh be in a serious barter system for rubbing alcohol and um you know like lysol spray but that's life in 2020. um get yourself a good uh set of masks and uh nitrile gloves get ready because we're not done with it but you know the show must go on and life must be lived man so you know cheers to the good life whatever that is in, in 2020.
0: kanye once said kanye and little john no t-pain here's to the good life all right First up, J.J. Abrams is going to have some trouble here because he's not going to have an older film of which to remake. But apparently he is going to be developing a Justice League Dark live action series for HBO Max. If you've been paying attention, this is the second DC Universe show that's going to appear on HBO Max along with the Green Lantern Corps. What do you guys think about this Justice League Dark? This is more the magician, Magitional. man making up new words here. Um, magical characters like Constantine, Zatanna, Deadman, Swamp Thing, Detective Chimp. Um, I like the comic. I'm not quite sure how J.J. J. Abrams can make this work, but as one of the brainchild behind Lost, I'm down with anything he's willing to give a shot to. So, what do you guys think?
1: You know, J.J. J. Abrams is um. I guess before the Star Wars, this latest Star Wars series, he was like, uh, how could you describe J.J. Abrams before that? He was kind of like a sci-fi nerd realm uh, Orson Welles in in this era, you know, like he could do no wrong. Um, (laughs) He was the next Spielberg (laughs) until he did wrong, right? I mean, and and, and Jeff, come on, man, Star Wars is such a especially now after the last set of movies uh prior to this set of movies it's become so polarizing that you just you either love these films or you hate these films and i mean everything after from episode return 1 to 3 yeah everything after return of the jedi you love these films or you hate them you know it's no in between um abrams had a daunting task and you know, he he spawned the member berries from South Park with that. He stuck to the <laughs> script. You know, <laughs> he 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 really tried not to do a disservice to this series. And I'm not going to hold him to. I'm I, I I'm saying that to say this. I'm not holding him to that. Uh, what he did with the Star Wars work, but I'm holding it to say that this guy knows how to make sci-fi movies. He knows how to make sci-fi uh uh, uh, uh projects. Right. Um. He's a student of his craft. He's a student of Spielberg and and, and, and you name him. Um, I don't think this will be a bad thing because, number one, he doesn't. This is what I like about this project. He doesn't have to stick to anyone's uh, 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 manifest. He can. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, you can do whatever you want with this. It's, it's, it's broad. You can paint with broad strokes. You can do whatever you want. And we just have to be along for the ride. Either we are or we aren't. It's like don't hold him to whatever. Uh, the sins of Star Wars cast upon him, man. Let that go. It's no one could have made this right for anybody. I don't think because somebody would have had something to say about all of it, you know, every movie. Um, yeah, and if people were tripping
0: on J- J- on Ryan Johnson for the uh, Last Jedi, they never would have appreciated and enjoyed Nice Out, which was one of last year's best films.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I just, you know, I had to learn something about Ryan Johnson in this se- in this series, right? Had he have been in charge of his own standalone Star Wars, like, i.e. a Rogue One or something like that, Mm -hmm. it would have been so much better. I think, I think,
0: I think it would have been great because it's it was their insistence on trying to do something with the Skywalker crew and but not really, which messed up. Just <laughs> I feel like I would have been down for a film about Poe, Finn, and Ray, and Kylo Ren if there was no real connection to Luke Han and Leia.
1: That and that was the problem—not letting that part of the story die. And I'm sorry to segue into Star Wars, y'all, but you know that that part of it should have died when the when, when we closed the book on what was that episode. Screw
0: it. What, nine? And no, Return of the Jedi. I mean, that was the end of their story, and the prequels just said, here's more context for what happens with those films.
1: Right, but those prequels, if we would have closed the door on Revenge of the Sith and said, this is the Skywalker <laughs> tale, now we're going to tell new, we're going to tell new stories in the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe, and just let J.J. J. Abrams, Ryan Johnson, whoever else Hell, Wes Anderson, if he wanted to make a Star Wars movie, which can you imagine that? But no, anyway. Yes, there'd be no black um, people. Of course not. Um, and everybody would be set symmetrically on the screen at all times. Yes. And the color coordination would be great. Right. It would. But, be great. Uh, it would. But um, if they would have been able to, if, especially with Ryan Johnson, he's a great storyteller. If he would have been able to mm-hmm. tell us his own story, it would have been so much better of a movie, right? Um I think well back to JJ. This is a good opportunity, man. This is a good opportunity to start fresh and 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 and, and tell different works of DC some some characters that we may have or, or the casual uh, comic fan or movie fan, whatever, um, may not know or, or never heard of or, or forgotten about, whatever. This is the chance. Tell these stories, man, and make it something that's worth streaming.
0: Uh, Jace, I think with Justice League Dark, they actually have an opportunity to do their version. Of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm not just saying that because. Detective Chimp can play that rocket raccoon role. And Swamp Thing can more or less be Groot. But I think they've got such a diverse mix of characters. They could pull from. From this side of DC. That they could have some really unique stories. And if you're reading Justice League Dark. The comic book right now. It's one of DC's. Well, I guess you're not reading it right now because there are no new comics, just like there are no new movies. I'm disappointed that we haven't gotten any new Justice League Darks. It's one of my favorite books. But they could run with a series of Justice League Dark for a very long time. What do you think about that? Um,
2: I I think, I mean, I like JJ. J.J., and I think you guys sufficiently said the points, the real points on that Um, he can giving him a fresh start to do whatever he wants. I mean, because I actually it was weird. I just actually watched uh, Justice League Doom on DC Universe before before the podcast started. Um, as long as you don't put it to any of those established, like you don't bring a cameo. You mention like the main superheroes, kind of like you mention them in passing. You don't say, hey, we don't need a cameo of them. Um, and if, you could, if you're if you going to have them, are they going to be in the Titans universe? Or I don't know to...
0: what they're doing. I don't think DC as a whole has no idea what they're doing. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if they're going to reference Wonder Woman as Gal Gadot or, you know, she's not, they're going to act like she doesn't exist. I don't know. I don't I don't understand how they're going to connect DC Universe from the movies to the HBO Max universe. So they're going to make that a whole separate Earth, which I kind of feel like they will just because that makes it easier for them. And they won't connect at all with the CW stuff.
2: My head is swimming. Don't go down the poor rabbit hole. Let's just yeah. assume they'll, they'll connect to one, <laughs> one universe. And if they do... If they do, just use like kind of the characters like Constantine. I'm, I don't, I don't watch uh, Legends of Tomorrow, but I'm still trying. It, I still <laughs> think to John Constantine. I still because John Constantine's not already jumped worlds to go to. Uh, what
0: is it? <laughs> he jumped from NBC to CW. He can go to HBO Max.
2: I mean, Because right, he, he went to Lucifer's Earth, so it's not a stretch that he kind of hangs out as another Earth. I think you, if you could have Matt Ryan do that role, it's Constantine. And that would be the bridge and hook for everybody else. like, Okay, there's Constantine. And then anything else you want to do and it can be wacky. You come up with a good Zatanna. Uh, you got Swamp the Thing, uh, Dead Man. Like you said, like those, those characters.
0: Swamp the Thing? Swamp What's thing. That? Swamp
2: the, Swamp the Day, day. Swamp the day. <laughs> <Shaker>. Okay, <Yeah>. Shake <laughs> yeah, I mean those guys like No one knows about You have your own And I know you say uh, Justice in the Dark is good as a comic book I think if you could come up with your own Story Don't use any material Unless it's com- What you come up with is complete trash After someone else reads it <laughs>
0: Go with your own story. If they do that, I think they'll be fine. So so hopefully they'll they'll do that one way or the other. All right. So right, the whole person, yeah, right. The entire season. You come up with a plan. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to keep it with comic book news for a while. Dane DeHaan said that, yes, Sony was indeed planning a Sinister Six movie before uh, Spider-Man got folded into the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Disney. Now, that was going to include, you know, Green Goblin, maybe Dr. Octopus, maybe Scorpion or whatever. But they were going to make that off of the Andrew Garfield um, Spider-Man universe. Would you have wanted to have seen that or are you happy that it didn't because they got to focus on the new version featuring Tom Holland? Crickets. What do you think? Uh,
2: I'm I'm 50 50. I'm like they set it up well in the Amazing Spider-Man, but I think Rhino's costume was ridiculous. Yep. Um. Uh, Harry's uh, Electro. I don't know about that. I. You know, <laughs> I I think I think actually I'm okay, they didn't do that.
0: <laughs> I feel like you just answered your own question. Yeah, questions. I
2: really did. It was like, nah, that would have been just ridiculous. And then you're trying to figure out how to make the villains this focus of the movie, so nah. I think I'm glad glad that that got scrapped to make way for Tom Holland and MCU. I think that's just a better money money maker for everybody involved. Right. Yeah, that's a smart thing.
0: So Sam Ramey said, oh yeah, by the way I I am going to be directing Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So he's going to have directed both the characters that Steve Ditko co-created with Stan Lee. Uh, doing Spider-Man, of course, and now Doctor Strange. Javon, what do you think about this? Sam Raimi directing another magical character who can do some crazy zany stuff.
1: I like it. Sam Raimi has a good track record, man. I mean, he made the only thoughts uh Spider-Man movies that mattered. Uh, uh, wait a minute. He made three, right? Yeah, he did. Oh, God, yeah, so, oh, okay, the first two Spider-Man movies, they're really mattered. I mean, I like the newest, the, the ones with, uh, with his face, Tom oh, Holland, the New Kid, yeah, they, they're they good, they're all right, but the first two Spider-Man movies, John Blaze, crazy. um, huh, <laughs>
0: you said that, <they're laughs> right, and I said, you said that, right, and I said, oh, but, but, no, but I mean, the they, Sam Sam the Sam Ramley ones are more, Tom,
1: more John Blaze, they, they're more John Blaze than that, they got more John Blaze than that, I mean, they all right, uh, Look, the the, the time was alright, but you know that was Spider Man for the first time for me on the big screen, for all of us on the big screen, and it looked like mm-hmm. a a real Spider Man movie. It was fun, it was great, and, and Tobey Maguire was was a good casting choice. They made mm-hmm. they, they they made two good movies, really good movies. The third one was a turd. It was like they just had to finish out a contract, right? Um, you right know, why... I've always
0: had problems with those movies. Even when it was like, "Oh man, this is the best superhero movie we got," deep down I was like, mm, "Is it though?" As I was still holding on to Blade, because I felt like Blade did a better job of conveying what the combo character was to the big screen. They just made it cooler. With Spider-Man, they took down some cool elements to just do like something acceptable for the masses, where he wasn't funny or talking when he had the mask. Mary Jane was very demure. She was more Gwen Stacy than uh, Mary Jane.
1: But see, Jeff, that's the thing right there. You just went <clears> in very <throat> great detail, and the average movie goer, I, I, especially I know. at I that know, time, yeah, yeah. like we'll take it. About that stuff. Yeah. We, yeah, we just want to. You just want to be entertained and happily entertained. They were. Um, yeah. It was unfortunate by three. Uh, Toby Maguire had a a a, a weird uh, pervy. <laughs> uh guy that works at Midnight Video Club, comb over type hairstyle and was and was like pelvic thrusting outside of a Sax Fifth Avenue or something like that. It was a shit that's the movie you got about a third installment. <laughs> but it is what it is. I think Sam Raimi and you know, doing a Doctor Strange. I like the Doctor Strange, even though it's like with Doctor Strange these movies was like every other Marvel movie you got, you know, Cocky Jackets has come up and it's all about it was like a Tom Cruise movie. But you know <laughs> it's it's what it is. It's what it is. It's going to be entertaining. That's that that's yeah. the key, right?
0: How about you, Jace? You excited about this? Uh,
2: I I I remember the fact that Sam Raimi. Does, he's the director of Overlord. Um, I don't think he did that.
0: He uh, yeah, I don't think he did. Well, he, uh, he's done horror kind of movies yeah he, he's yeah. done Julius, Julius Avery did that he did oh, okay. um, you know The Evil Dead with Bruce Campbell who's expressed interest in uh, joining up with him to play a role in whatever he comes up with for this
1: yeah I understand that I, I Ash well. is 119 Ash is like 119 let it go you oh he didn't have to be Bush Ash oh, remember he was like the- <laughs> <laughs> Remember, he was like the
2: grocery store, the ticket taker in the first Spider Man. Yeah, oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah,
2: yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I I'm okay with it. I'm still trying. It's more about what the script is going to be, because that needs to. I think after, especially after Endgame, Doctor Strange has to go a little weird. I think that's the real key to it, is that they go a little weird and outside. I mean, outside of everything else in Marvel. It's like, I don't know if you even need to deal with the Baron Mordo stuff. Yeah. Yes,
0: you need to. We haven't well, had I mean, a black guy as a villain in these films yet.
2: Well, I was gonna also say, it's like you don't want to be like uh, a Green Lantern and have Shazam teased at the end. I mean, Sinestro t- t- teased at the end and yeah. not there at all. But, I mean, it's like you... I I just think they need to have something It's like, okay, we're completely outside of regular Marvel order. Like, whatever that is, if we can get it... Like, if we can't do the horror version of this, that sucks. But I think it wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, I I think honestly, like, trying to tell it's safe almost would be the worst thing for that show. I mean, for that movie. It's like, whatever they got to do to... Get a good dire- I mean a good screenplay behind it, I'm not really tripping on the director. Yeah.
0: Okay. So apparently over its opening weekend, Trolls World Tour brought in fifty million dollars on digital. Now that's important because the first film made forty million its opening weekend. I think no, it made forty six million its opening weekend. So without the benefit of theaters With the same kind of advertising blitz that you would normally see on TV and online. Troll's sequel did better just from home viewership. Now, I think that means the second weekend will be interesting because typically that's when you see, oh, people have been talking about it. People are going going to the theaters again to go see it or they convinced their buddies it was good to check out. Now, if they have another weekend, let's say it drops to 25 million that'll make it a pretty big hit but already with 50 million on this opening weekend that's a huge uh positive feather in the cap of everybody who's like yeah release more movies digitally especially right now but maybe in the long run this is a signal that yeah we don't need to deal with the middleman of the movie theaters we can just put it out right away to the public make all our money What do you guys think? Is this a positive or is it an outlier because people can't see anything else and it's like something new? Thank you. Let's go. Down to the down to the couch, not out to the theaters (laughs) to go see this movie.
1: Uh, Column A, column B. I mean, for those of us that have children, you you're, you're looking for anything to keep these little brats from screaming and tearing up your house, tearing up each other and anything else for at least an hour and a half. 90 (laughs) solid minutes of them shutting up and sitting (laughs) down is worth your $30, right? What? You just brought
0: like the realest take of parenthood in 2020.
1: (laughs) Little brats are just stop fighting and making noise and they shut up. And it's worth, I'll, I'll pay fifty dollars. Yeah, hey, look, Overall, it's still it's still the night at the movies. You're paying forty bucks plus the cost of pizza and whatever snacks that you have to get from the grocery store while you're dressed like a stormtrooper to stand in line nine feet back. You know, it's life in twenty twenty. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these are all the things you got to go through. If this is what you got to do, you know, this is this is a sign, I think of. You know what it will be not just right now, you know during times of quarantine, you're gonna have a lot of people who just don't want to go to the movies or out like that uh uh at least until they feel comfortable right for some, it could be months for some it could be years, some folks may never go to the movies again, some folks may never enjoy the kind of activities they enjoyed before now because they're just too paranoid that's what happens during things like this you ingest too much news you listen to all the wrong things excuse me I did a Rick uh, Sanchez moment they just burped in the middle of conversation but the the, some people never recuperate from this kind of stuff and these are the dollars that you know Hollywood will bank on during this time and beyond because these folks are going to be glued to their couch and they'll say if I can watch the latest movies from the comfort of my own home I'm all for it. And that's why I say at some point in the next five, maybe 10 years, you know, movie theaters are going to be in serious trouble because if you see what's with Netflix and Netflix in the last 18 months has given us at least four to five of the most popular, uh, 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 most popular viewing experiences out there, right? Between Bird Box, Tiger King now. Um, I know I'm missing a couple. <laughs> hmm.
0: I think those are the the big two. I mean, Stranger Things, I guess, if you want to look at it from a Stranger Things, that was
1: the other one. Stranger Things, uh, whenever Stranger Things <laughs> drops, it's an event, you know, yeah. and there was some oh, oh, when uh, what was it? The 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 the, the oh, when they see part us? five, when they see us, they in that last 18 months, four of the biggest things out there have come from Netflix and dude if if you're a savvy movie studio executive if you're a savvy person in that realm you got to be thinking maybe we should try to capitalize on this i know the theater going experience is one thing but hey if we're turning a dollar either way i want to be able to turn the most dollars that i can i don't need you to just go to the theater because for what it's worth that antiquated thinking will keep you stuck. When the time, when the tide does shift, when the switch, when the switch flips, you may be, you may be caught with your pants down. I think a lot of studios are going to be paying attention to what's happening right now because this is going to extend beyond right now in this time.
2: Jay, what do you think, bro? Would
1: you get caught with your pants
2: down? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sorry. Sorry for the 90s rep, uh reference. Okay. So I I think this is this is this is the uh canary in the coal mine for the movie industry. I mean I think it's like if you're in movie theaters you're like, that's a problem. It's like we now have to figure it's like are coming up with luxury seats gonna be enough to get people in here? I mean unless I mean we we tell movie theater, I mean movie studios Create all your movies to PG-13 so everybody can come see it. But if we don't have something where the actual moviegoers enjoy their experience, they're going to want to say, hey, Hollywood's just going to be like, hey, we can cut out, like Javon said, we cut out The Middleman. We don't have to release this. We, we release it at home, charge these people $50, watch the new Star Trek movie from their comfort in their home. It'll be done. I mean, just we might like the box office records but we just say oh yeah that's an old model we don't really care about that anymore we make our money on video on demand it's like we 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 turn a sizable profit this way and that's just what's gonna i mean that's just gonna be that's gonna be it for movie i mean movie theaters i mean i think regal and amc are almost about to be uh going to chapter 11 and that's it i think if they stay closed until May 31st, which is probably going to be the case, and especially even if they're open, say May 1st. I know I'm not going to go in the movie theater with a bunch of people that I don't actually know there's not any screening done. I'm going to be like, I got, I got, I still got Disney Plus stuff, I'm good. Call me in June, maybe July. So, I think, I think we're going to be seeing, we're seeing the day right here.
0: Okay, now I'd like to discuss the the big topic of the week. Uh yesterday WWE made a slew of firings and furloughs to a bunch of their on-air and behind the scenes talent. This comes on the heels of the XFL having to file for bankruptcy. Uh just a week ago now yeah just just a little over a week ago um, they blame the coronavirus for that like everybody is like oh yeah well um, because of the covid-19 crisis we just can't keep the XFL going and they had to scrap their last final five games and uh, which cost the league millions of dollars if you're paying attention people weren't really attending the XFL before they, Before then, it was losing money, and once again, going down the same path of the 2001 version, where people stopped watching, the ratings were slipping, and so this this version of the XFL started off uh, at 3.1 million. Then the last set of games averaged 1.16 million. They were on their way basically to going out of business once again. Now Vince McMahon. Is rumored to spend anywhere from $375 million to $500 million. That's a lot of money on a losing proposition because it's been kind of proven. People just want the, NX, the NFL for their football needs. They'll take college, but they want to watch pros in the NFL. And they just did the arena, whatever that AAF stood for. Who cares? It's gone All the Lions football thing it was. That came up. Rose like a phoenix crashed down, went out of business. Vince McMahon was like, ha, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I've learned all the right lessons from my first time doing this. It's not going to fail. I guarantee it, Pally. There's that word again. And he was like, this time, it's going to be all different. And we're not going to be like the AAF because it's got my money and my marketing And I've got the universe behind me. So it flames out. And just like what happened the first time. After the XFL failed. A slew of wrestlers got fired and released. Now the wrestlers got fired and released. Because quote unquote of Corona. Which I think is probably a very convenient timing for him to get rid of people. who, Who his creative staff quote unquote had no idea how to use in the first place. But. This led to a bunch of people going, oh, shoot, you know, we've been competing in these empty arena places, matches, for weeks. And potentially exposing ourselves to the virus. Some people in the WWE have already had it, have it, and others are like, well, guess we got to go to work. And they came in while some of their co-workers had the virus. So who knows how far it's going to spread. But they were coming in to get their paychecks and all the good stuff. And now some of them are looking for work. And as a wrestler, since you can't really do anything, you can't work. But the good news is Florida's governor decided that WWE is an essential business. That means they can stay open. Good news for everybody who's still working because they don't have to worry about their paychecks. And Vince McMahon is still sitting back like fat one, because it's his pal Donald said, he is the great Vince McMahon. So, fellas, break all that down. What do you think about that foolishness from this past week?
1: <laughs> well, number one, Vince should retire the idea of ever creating a football league because whenever he does get that B in his bonnet, A national tragedy bestows us. First it was 9-11. Now it's COVID-19. And you know what these things have in common? The damn XFL started in both of these years. So don't ever do this again. And and look, it's going to take... Nobody's going to dethrone the NFL until the NFL dethrones itself. That's the reason why the major sports leagues all the major sports leagues do it's not, it's going to take more than one one billionaires uh 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 backing to do that <clears throat> it's going to take a lot you can't just do it by saying hey i'm going to give you eight teams that are going to play every week that you're not going to care about it's going to feature the the bottom of the barrel of talent that's even hey, cut from- real real okay. fast before
0: I, I don't want to Remember that thought. I just see this. And I also figured that this is one of the things that puts this league in high jeopardy. So Bob Stoops is owed more than a million dollars, but Jim Zorn, if anybody remembers him from the DC area, (laughs) he is owed $500,000. If that is not a formula for bankruptcy, I don't know what is.
1: Well, here's the thing. Zorn coached in the NFL. Not that that means anything or should mean anything to anybody. A lot of people are coached in the NFL that, you know, either made their bones somewhere else a long time ago or because they were with somebody else's coaching staff or in, in, in Washington sports law, most recent because of your last name and affiliation, you know, to, some, to, to a family member. Um, Bob Stoops, because you need to sell tickets. Bob Stoops coached One of the premier programs in the NCAA D1 football programs. You know, he he was one of the coaches of uh, one of the elite programs. So, yeah, he's trying to sell tickets. But at the same time, unless Bob Stoops or Jim Zorn is going out there and running the out route or or, or throwing 30, 40 yards down the field on the tightrope, that don't mean mean nothing to see them wearing a a headset and a gun holding a clipboard. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about Bob Stoops. He
0: at least has some legitimacy. I'm talking 100% Jim Zorn.
1: I mean, for what it's worth, Jim Zorn had a career as a, 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 a positions coach in this league. He's forgotten more football than all three of us know. That's that's point blank. Right. That don't mean that you're going to have somebody that's going to be willing to shell over whatever your ticket price is, or the price of admission to, to see him, like I said, hold a clipboard and wear a headset. That is enough to get it. <clears throat> I don't care who you got out there coaching. It's about the talent on the field. The players got to play. He had Norm Chow too, you know. He had guys who were coaching outcasts and guys who had lost jobs in both NCAA D one, D two, D three, NFL, you know, and arena league. He had all of all those castoffs. But the thing is, you also had a, a, a bevy of cast off talent on the field. It didn't make for good football. You had one quarterback that could maybe play on a practice squad in the NFL. And he was your and, and he was your star power. <clears throat> you were doomed from the beginning, man. It wasn't gonna work. It's not gonna work. And like I said, you're gonna need way more than one billionaire's checkbook to make this work. It's gonna take a big five, big ten, or whatever, um, to to, to even try to, to throw in the NFL. It's gonna be like the way you're gonna do it with the NBA, NFL, any of these sport majors, the top four uh sports leagues in America. Or, or anyway, you know, whether we're talking about the Super League or, or whatever, you know, uh, Premier League, whatever. To defeat mm-hmm. the big boys, man, you need money, period. You need money. You need a hell of a marketing blitz. And you got to attract the same level of talent that they are able to get because you got to – the thing is, you're going to have to pay them. It's, not, it's just not that easy. You're going to have to come together and, and pay these guys, man. It's not an easy walk. Um, I just don't want to do this man to ever do this again, because every time he does it, like I said, we face tragedy. I don't even know. I don't even want to know what's next. If he gets this itch, if he lives another 15 years and says, I'm oh, doing the oh, yes. XFL in 2035 because I've got grapefruits. Vince, sit down. <laughs> don't try it again. Just focus on your wrestling, please, please for the sake of mankind your
0: civic duty, Vince. Bro, what do you think?
1: Uh,
2: I, 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 what, I've been we, we've been texting back and forth on this one, basically all week since uh, Vince and Linda made a sizable contribution to certain people's uh, re-election fund to make sure that Florida gets uh, says that WWE is a, an essential business one of the one of the reasons why they did this is because it looks like in their contract with fox and uh usa they're only allowed three tape shows a year so with that they thought oh gosh we'll be in violation of our contract and then they'll because our ratings are trash this is an excuse for us to for them to kick us off usa and you know fox which was probably right because I mean, I don't know how many people really do sit home on Friday night to watch wrestling. Uh, Even you you don't, Jeff. It's not even on my DVR. Uh, Not even gonna lie to you. Uh, So, to that crookedness, I am not even a shock at all. Uh, I think Javon sufficiently covered the XFL. Just you're not throwing. You need multiple billionaires to touch the big leagues.
0: Jace just saw some more people have been released. Uh, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Carrie Sane, Dana Brooks, and Ember Moon
2: have been and, released. Ember Moon is like, it was like funny. Like she was like saying, oh gosh, because everybody's like kind of saying, oh gosh, this really sucks for these guys. Like Peyton Royce, she's like, wait a minute. So that means Billy Kay, we're, we're both done. Like, because you guys are incompetent and couldn't you figure out how to, you know, some Australians who think we're cool. It's like, And especially when you do it like on Tuesday, hey, we're now, you guys are considered essential. But because we didn't know what to do with you on TV, we're going to get rid of you. And you probably, some of you have already been, like I said, exposing yourself to the coronavirus. But the one, the dude who was supposed to headline your straight up pay-per-view made the correct decisions. Like, hey, I got twins on the way. I just got battled two rounds of leukemia. I'm good. He's okay. But you you go there trying to be the good soldier. Like, hey, don't worry, I'm there for you, Vince. I'm going to fly my family out there to Florida. I'll hang out, you know, around these random dudes who just came from airports and all, God knows what. And we've actually had probably two employees test positive for it. I got you, Vince. Yeah, we don't need you anymore. You did this the exact time I can't sign with anybody else. AEW, New Japan, you can't sign with that. I mean, are we, nobody can sign you because nobody's running shows. So you have 30 days of whatever your contract is. And after that, who knows what I, I mean, if this thing goes in, into July, you do not have a job and you are on the market with how many of your other people, top people competing for jobs. It's like, and especially when you said, "Hey, we're okay. We got money. We have five hundred million dollars in reserve that we can we can we can weather the storm." Oh yeah, you're fired though, for you know, because money. I'm just like, I don't. I watch the show occasionally. Now it's just like, dude, I'm definitely not watching any of these live, just taped arena bullshit. I mean, I'm sorry, be live no crowd arena stuff. And I'm I, if I'm even bored, I'm gonna find other programming to watch. It's like eight I mean, when it comes to NXT or uh, AEW, AEW's winning that now one hundred percent of the time. So I'm done with that program or any of his programs. So he can suck it. Just the last <laughs> just the last thing again, like just say. That's two words you. For you. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I'll give you two words back to you when when somebody else could we would allow other people who actually Spoke the language that people understood, versus the ramblings of a 7 year old man. Like, ha ha, I'm, I'm hip, ha 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 ha. I know what gets ratings. You, your time is t- done and gone, and now you're doing, I mean, some crap like this. Like, come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's very interesting, and uh. Interesting <laughs> Yeah, and in addition to that, our boy Howard Finkel died today. So it's just like, and Stephanie McMahon uh, tweeted that if if this week wasn't hard enough, now we've also been hit hard by
2: the loss of Howard Finkel. How about you get a job for real? How about you actually (laughs) have to apply a resume and actually, or even just network to get a job outside your daddy's business? I know. Never mind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. leave that. I'm. Okay. Yeah. Seriously. Shut up. Like, you have never had to work for your job. It's like just you cut thirty people, and I'm sure there's more cuts coming because they basically been saying like, like every each day somebody's getting a text message it's like, here's the next round. Like,
0: what do you think about that text mess, message fiery? I mean, I guess you can't really uh, come into the office to get your pink slip, but wow you imagine getting a text and be like, yeah, dude, thanks, but um, you're good.
2: It's your 30-day release, man. But wait, I tried to get out of this contract in January, but I was so essential, and now that I can't sign with anybody else, yeah, good luck. Good luck to you in your future endeavors.
0: He's a special somebody, and it's yeah.
2: Woo. Yeah, he's gonna have a he's gonna enjoy that nice little sunny vacation he's got in like twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> extended vacation extended. And then he's, he he will earn his time there.
0: <laughs> well, that was my nomination for dummy of the Week, I, I I no one's gonna be Vince. Do you guys have any nominees for Dummies of the Week?
2: Vonna because I I was going to co-sign with yours. Once you actually officially said he was Dummy of the Week, I was like, (laughs) co-sign. Everybody else has shut up or is done nothing in entertainment worthy of that. Like, just... Uh,
1: I I guess my dummies are the weakest celebrities complaining about, especially the rich celebrities. I'm not talking about people who are famous or marginally famous and live like you or I, when they're just trying to hold on they're to it They're
0: just them. like us.
1: They're just like us. No, I mean the folks like uh, <laughs> Jennifer Lopez and, 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 and A-Rod, who are able to have gym access during these times, because somebody's saying, hey, we'll open our gym up to you, famous rich person.
2: Right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll wipe like out Ellen. all the equipment, even though you have a perfectly good home gym. Yeah. and And it's on the other wing where your kids are not going to be. <laughs>
1: we
2: yeah. got you. We'll do that for
1: you. We'll do that for you. You know because you you know you're paying for it and you're, you're bored and all. You know, and so, God forbid, you know the rest of us have that plague. You know, but whatever. Now, um, did that actually, yeah, did Jennifer
2: people... and A-Rod actually do that? Did they actually have
1: some? Yeah, did. did you really? Yeah, think they had have, have a... to make that up. Yeah, I didn't have to make that up. That, that happened. <laughs>
0: How dare you trash the legacy of J Lo and A
2: Rod, Javon by oh, uh, coming now, up with dedication? I, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I just I, I just have to ask the questions mm. occasionally, just like I mean what w-
1: just what kind of
2: privilege just, uh, <laughs> just I'm sure it's
1: we're gonna believe. I mean, and I'm sure you're gonna do a PSA saying stay at home. Unless you can <laughs> bribe the guy not to, like, look, stay at home unless you have the money to afford not to. Because what's next, if if it if it hasn't happened already, I'm not going to be surprised when it does. Is celebrities buying out, paying for restaurants if they want to go have a meal at their favorite <laughs> restaurant? They're going to hire uh, the kitchen staff and and, and uh, at least. I nah, do they're staff just spending
0: the like, hey, we 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 were able to keep the employees paid for another month. We're, we're contributing our,
1: to the economy. Yeah. We're doing our part.
2: We're doing our part. Between that... Um, you you know.
0: too can help out everybody by donating to this charity or this restaurant.
2: No, no. Oh, yeah. You can do by ordering takeout. See? you. Can, I mean, I know you can't do what we did, Right, We tried to get the waiter to come to our house and, I mean, the chef to come to our house, but... He said he wanted to practice some social distancing crap. I mean, uh, you know, that, whatever, they were that means.
1: About. whatever that means. Yeah. So for those of you celebrities sitting in and you know, I gotta love the ones with the really massive homes that it's is are saying shit like, oh, it's just it's like being in a prison like Ellen or Drake. It's like yeah. Ellen, obviously
2: <laughs> Ellen, I looked at I saw her show, and you could see her sunroom. I'm just like that's bigger than most people's apartment right there. You can just
1: see how the camera is like far enough away, and there's still stuff on the background. Ellen's like... sunroom is bigger than most people's home. I yeah. guarantee you that's about <laughs> 1,200 square feet of empty space that Ellen DeGeneres has only had to use or got the opportunity to use during this time. And, and it has a the really view. Funny, yeah. That's the real funny part about all of this is that most of these people never get a chance to enjoy the $20 million worth of home that they've purchased, right? (laughs) They're always on the road. Something
0: good came out of this, Javon.
1: So something good's coming out of it. Stay at home, enjoy it. Every square foot. That and all the people, you know, I I, I work for the man. and, And, um, we have a lot of meetings to justify what we're doing. You know, even if we're doing nothing, we got to have an hour long meeting about it. Um, What I love during this time and and, and full corporate uh, US working and and what have you, even on the news is everyone's practicing social distancing and staying away from their colleagues or whatever. Everybody's (laughs) Zoom or whatever you're using to telework and 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 show yourself your face while you're working it is a serious competition to have the best backdrop <laughs> it is a serious competition like one of my colleagues he must live in a log cabin somewhere in denver uh, in the mountains not even denver like in colorado or pueblo or or, or or near Salt Lake or Provo or something like that. He's got to be near Mountain Range, because when he showed where, like the the positioning of where he was sitting in his log cabin with the mountain range, I'm like, yeah, dude, you're not Northwest, that's for sure. You're not in Roslyn, that's for damn sure. There's like a mountain range behind you. Like there was a bear walking in the background. <laughs> like where the hell are you? That's got to be a green screen, right? <laughs> So it is definitely a competition on that front. And I'm like, look, whenever it comes to stuff like that, I'm always anti-guy. So my next meeting is going to be of me taking a dump with full audio, full audio. You're going to hear every, yeah, yeah, you're going to hear it all. And you're going to get the backdrop of my filthy, disgusting, putrid, Old, uh old uh, ESPN magazine <laughs> sitting on the back of the cupola. <laughs> my, my spray of choice to hide the scent of my, my brand. Yeah, yeah you're going to get all of that. That's my backdrop. My stinky man bathroom. I'm not competing. Deal with this. Deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it.
0: <laughs> this is my Deal life.
1: This is my life. Deal with that.
0: Javon, are, are, are you in the bathroom?
1: <laughs> yes 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 i am yes i am can you put that on mute javon you know it's i don't know working. how to work the mute button no. it's not working <laughs> it's not working the <laughs> farting loud i'm purposely yeah purposely
2: yeah mm-hmm. it's like, your phone when you have to, like you know you've really been sitting at home watching tv sleeping just with your hand on the mouse occasionally to jostle it so it doesn't show you way and then try to justify what you did all day, it's like, oh yeah, I did some training. Uh, yeah, uh, I had to. I had a conference call, not with you guys, but some other guys.
1: Somebody else. Hey, Jason, I went through that. That was my third week. At this point now, with my COVID beard and, and, and my balding,
2: <laughs> I
1: <laughs> don't care. Like, in my in my deliverables for the week, I put like. I made it to the Eastern Conference semis in my 2K season. <laughs> um, deliverable. <laughs> deliverable. I made it to the Eastern Conference semis. It was a, in a grueling
0: season. season. <laughs> it, was it was a grueling, grueling.
1: season. Those I took the, the lowly car. Charlotte Bobcats so or Charlotte Hornets to the uh, semis. Yeah. These are my deliverables. Um, <laughs> I finally uh, made it to the point where in Red Dead where you get the Black water. Uh, what else? Mm-hmm. Yeah they, these are my deliverables. Yeah. What did you What did you do, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, I didn't These deliverables don't have anything to do with work. What, what's going on? Well you know, I've I, I decided to use this time to the best of, of my, my I'm training myself to be the best I can in other areas and right now that area is how to work my <laughs> thumbs or manipulate my thumbs to be the best video basketball player I can be. And hey,
2: remembering how to do I focused on thumb manipulation space. work. Yeah. The ring finger really just doesn't work as well as it used to, so I gotta get that R two <laughs> button really going well.
1: So It really serves no purpose. I don't bother with the ring finger, man. It's all about the index of the metal when it comes to the triggers. You gotta work the, you gotta work those two. You've got to work for it too. Kite flying has been, a, especially for the wind, kite flying has been a skill set that I'm developing. How this relates to work, I don't know. Maybe give me a windy day where we're working outside and you'll see. Um, trying to think, what else? Uh, I now, I think because of the amount of hours that I've watched the first 48 during this time, I am a certified detective. Or at least a criminal, <laughs> or at least a criminal science investigator, at least that much. I'm certified. Um, I know the entire backstory of the Paul Patrol, Denton. I know that <laughs> that's Raven has a son now and he's got the gift. Um, I, I learned a lot during this time. you made
0: the most of this time, Dry not gonna lie you've learned several new skill sets that are
1: very impressive (laughs) this is what you do during the apocalypse
0: hey man if you don't come out of this without learning a new skill or learning the backstory of paw patrol you failed
1: what have you done with your life what have you done with your time seriously
0: Uh, listen normally i I wrap things up with the dummy of the week but i have to give it up to abc they are showing some amazing resolve here for american idol they are actually going to make the (laughs) singers show that they can sing they're going to have to they're going to do remote episodes where all the singers are going to perform
2: live at
0: home cool i live at home with my mom
2: you think i got a video conference hookup (laughs)
0: I'm sure it's only twenty of them. I'm sure they can mail out a little camera or, Yeah, I'm I like that's that's all right. You know,
2: come on,
0: man, y'all suck.
2: I got great acoustics in my bathroom, but that's about it. Come on,
0: man. Now, yeah, this I'm, this is one of those deals where the Mary J. Bly singers needed to be eliminated from the competition.
2: Uh, uh, but
0: those that can sing, I mean, this is like the ultimate test. This is like going back to their YouTube days.
1: Love it. Oh yeah, I am know one thing. Be at home <laughs> recording. Another congratulations to ABC Jeff for ending Modern Family.
2: <laughs> oh
1: my goodness. Thank you so much for putting that old dog out, <laughs> putting that old dog to sleep. Goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> It's only been 110 years. But was, that show's been on since 1993, man. Come on. yes, in dog years. I, All right.
0: Well, man, let's get uh, out of here. All right. So, fellas, thank y'all as always for rolling with me. Thank y'all out there for listening. Stay safe. Keep your social distancing. We'll be back brighter, better than ever next week. For now, this episode of Lyle's Movie Files has been filed.